All right, we'll both say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's share. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan, Yankin and Lisa Statman, and Yitzhi and Rebecca Statman for dedicating the Sherman Drushos this month, the commemoration of the first yard site of their sister, Menucha Shendel Yehudis Zichron Lebracha Bas David Yosef. To thank Shmuel Rabin Karamkin for dedicating the Sherm this month in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Rabin's mother, Pesa Mira Bas Chaim Zichron Lebracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama Sohavin Aliyah, and the families in Nechama. And we'll say with that, let us begin again. I want to thank also Rabbi Richter again for giving such a wonderful Shia Baruch Hashem last week. It is a great Shos Baruch Hashem to be back with all of you, starting a new parak today. I want to begin by saying today's daf is nothing like yesterday's. Okay, so we'll, we'll put that out there. Right, so I'll say we, we are back. We are, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't get a record attendance today. Right? Okay, so I'll say, so let's, let's go. So new parak in Merit Sashem. We'll say today's daf is Chafal of 21. We are starting at the, at the bottom of Chafal, the base 20b. So we'll say actually a really fascinating sugi ahead of us today. There are four different types of nidarim that the Chachamim, that the sages were matter permitted. Now, we'll say, if you take a look at Rashi, so Rashi points out, what does it mean that they permitted? Rashi says, below shum she'ela. Actually, the Ran says the same idea. If you look three lines up on the bottom of the Ran, there are four types of nidarim that essentially are automatically permitted. Now, we'll say, saying that a nedar is automatically permitted is essentially saying what? They're not nidarim. They're not nedarim. Now we understand that although it is phrased as a neder, the vower did not really have intention to go ahead and make a vow. And therefore, essentially, they're non-vows. They're non-vows. So because they're non-vows, there is no mechanism that is necessary in order to release the vower from his neder. Again, because there was no neder. What are these four categories? Nidre zeruzin. Again, we'll read them now, then we're going to define each category. Nidre zeruzin. So, I will say, so again, so Nidre Zeruzin will see means like Zrizos, a nether that was made in order to get someone else to take action. We'll see in just a moment. Nidre Havai, which I will say literally means again, Nidarim of nothingness, right? Emptiness. Nidre Shkagos, accidental Nidarim. Nidre Onsin, and Nidarim that were taken in extenuating circumstances. Now, I will say, our Mishnah only focuses here on the first category. So Nidre Zeruzin Ketzal. What's a good example of Nidre Zeruzin? So, so once again, using the word Zerizos, so Nidre Zeruzin is a nether I undertake in order to get someone else to take action. So this is a great case. So what's an example, Ketzal? Here we go. Hayamokher chayfetz va'amar konim she'eni pochei slamina sela va'la omer konim she'eni mosifacha ala shakel. So we'll say, watch this case. This is Reuben and Shimon. Reuben is selling an object. Let's keep it easy. Reuben is selling a pot. Right? Shimon is in the market to buy a pot. So what happens? What happens? Reuben says, I, I, Konam, Konam, which we'll say is right. Remember, what's Konam? What's Konam? Right? Konam is a kinui. Right? Konam is a similar equivalent term for carbon. So Reuben says, Reuben says, essentially, Konam, I hereby take a neder that I'm not going to sell you this pot for less than a seller. Now, Bose, just so we get our terms over here, Rashi says, a seller is four dinarim. Four dinar. So Ruvain says, now, Bose, now the, way the, the way the wording works is like this. So Ruvain says, this pot should become usher to me, like a carbon, if I sell it to you for less than four slaim. Okay? So Ruvain the seller is taking a neder that he is not going to sell this pot to Shimon 
for less than four sloim. Okay, four dinner. For 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 dinner. Thank you. So I say, see now what happens? Now Shimon takes his own nether. Right? What does Shimon say? Omer So I say it's very interesting. So remember again, shekel is two dinarim. Shimon, the purchaser, says, I take a nether that I'm not going to go ahead and purchase this pot for more than two dinar. For more than two dinar. So we'll say, so now each party has made their own nether. Now we'll say, just to understand again the mechanics of the Lushan. When you say, So let's go with Shimon now. When Shimon says, Which means, if I go ahead and I spend more than two shekel, right, two dinarim, on this pot, on this pot, then ultimately, again, the pot should be ushered to me like a carbon. So they're each going and making a nether. So we'll say, what do you do in a situation like this? Top of Chafalif. What's the halacha? Shneem rotsim b'shlosha dinarim. What do we say? We say, we'll say, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? They're negotiating. They're negotiating, right? So Ruben is trying to show his negotiating posture by saying, I will not, right? I'm making a nether. I'm not going to sell this. For less than for less than four for less than four dinarim, Shimon is showing his pasuk. I'm not going to buy this for more than two dinarim. So the Mishnah says, what do they both really want? They both really want to settle on three dinarim. They both say, okay. So what what does this mean? Take a, take a look at the rant first. Rana chafalif amadalif. Shnei rotsim b'shlosha dinarim. Shamochra hayedaito l'shlosha. Blon is kaving benidra el lazaris halokeach. So both say, now watch this. Watch this. When Ruben says, when Ruben makes a nether. And essentially, he makes a nether that says, I am not going to sell you this pot. I'm making a nether that I'm not going to sell you this pot for less than four dinar. They both say, does Ruben have in mind to really make a nether? Does he have in mind to make a nether? No. Right? What is he trying to do? What is he trying to do? He's trying to move the buyer. That's what he's trying to do. In other words, he thinks that by formulating this, right, by taking a stance that looks like an immovable stance, the price is non-negotiable. Price is non-negotiable. What that does is it motivates the buyer to up his ante, to up the ante. So say, so this is what's called nidre zerizim. The Gemara understands, the Mishnah understands, neither party actually has in mind to take a neda. But rather what they're both trying to do is they're formulating their position in the form of a neder in order to go ahead and get the other party to take action, to be zorus, to have zorizos. So finish up that round. He says, Shamochar ha-yedaito, tapar shafal kundalif, Shamochar ha-yedaito v'shlosha, v'lonis kabein benidra el-lazaris halokeach shalo ya'amod al-daito. Remember, Ruvain, the seller, doesn't really have in mind to make a nether. Rather, he's just trying to get the purchaser, Shimon, to go ahead and move past his two dinar price point. So to Shimon, when Shimon makes a nether, I'm not going to purchase it for more than two dinarim. He doesn't really mean that. Rather, what is he trying to do? He's trying to get the seller, Ruvain, to come down from four dinar. So the point over here is, even though both Reuben and Shimon are both making Nidarim, neither really has in mind to take a nether. This is what's called, what they both have in mind to do is, cause the other one to move from their entrenched position. So therefore again, that's why Duran points out, therefore again, there is no nether, because it's clear that neither party has in mind to really make a nether. He says, Now, we're going to see something very interesting. Duran, the beauty of Duran is Duran gives you like a panorama if you're already in the Mishnah. We're going to see that one of the interesting things that when it comes to Nadarim and Shavuos, 
is that sometimes we have to go after what you say and not after what you mean. So we'll say, this is, and the, the term that Chazal used for this is, Dvarim Shebalev Einam Dvarim. You know, we, wh- whatever you're thinking, that's irrelevant. We can only go by what? By what you're saying. I will say, by the way, which is an incredible yisod in life in general. Like sometimes we say things and we expect people to know how to interpret our words. Well, no. Otherwise, if you want people to know what you mean, then say it in a way that conveys the proper meaning. Don't expect people to be Rashi and Ran on your words and try to figure out maybe he meant this, maybe he meant that. Again, that's why a person has to be so careful with what they say and how they say it. Because people are to be taken at their spoken word and not some interpretation of that spoken word. Amen. The Gemara understands over here, the Ran is explaining over here, this is not a Dvarm Shabalev. What this is, is common business practices. This happens all of the time. And again, it's common for the buyer and the purchaser to both phrase their positions as a neder, but the halacha understands neither is really making a neder. They're just expressing their current position with the hope of using the word neder to get the other party to move. So both saying, this is the first case. So therefore, again, so let's play this out. So therefore, Ruvain made his neder. I'm not going to sell this to you for less than four dinar. Shimon made his neder. I'm not going to buy this for more than two dinar. And then what ends up happening, they end up, per- they end up settling on three dinar. The purchase goes through. What do Reuben and Shimon have to do regarding their nedarim? What do they have to do? Nothing. Why? This is what's called Nidre Zeruzin. It's not a real nether. Good. Beautiful. We'll say that's category one. So it says the Gemara, Arba'an nedarim nitiru chachamim. So we'll say, so remember again, the of the Mishnah was that there are four nedarim, four categories of nedarim that the chachamim permitted. Amr'alei Rabbi Abba Barnamal Rabbi Ami. Amr'alei Rabbi Hudinesiya. Mantana Arba'an nedarim. We'll say, whose opinion, who is the Tana of this Mishnah? Because remember again, the Mishnah does not have attribution. It's a Stam Mishnah. So whenever we have a Stam Mishnah, we like to know who is the author of this particular Mishnah. So who is the author of here? So we'll say, this is so fascinating. So the Gemara says, who is? Rabbi Hudehi. It's Rabbi Huda. Why? What does Rabbi Huda say? The Gemara says, Da'arim Mishum Rabbi Tarifa, only Olam in Echa Mehem Nazir, Lefishalom Nitna Nazirus Ela Lahafla. Shabbos like, let me tell you this case outside. Again, we're going to get to it. Emirat Hashem and Nusachas Nazir. This is fascinating. Shabbos say, imagine the following situation, right? So I, I'm standing with Ruvain on the, on the street. And we see a guy coming. We see a guy coming. And I say, and I say to Ruvain, oh, Ruvain, that's Shimon. Ruvain says, no, that's not Shimon. Shabbos say, now people get into an argument sometimes over things that are really just totally inconsequential and irrelevant. Well, we get into an argument with this, right? And I say, I am so sure that this is Ruvain. That, it, that when he comes and it's Ruvain, I hereby become, I hereby undertake a Nedr Nazirus. And Ruvain's, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up the names, I'm sorry, Shimon. Right, so let me start again. Right, I'm standing on the corner with Ruvain. We see a guy in the distance. I say to Ruvain, oh, that's Shimon. Right, Shimon says, Ruvain says, no, that's not Shimon. That's not Shimon. I say to Ruvain, I, we get into an argument. I say, I'm so positive that it is Shimon, that again, when it comes to any Shimon, I hereby undertake a Nedr Nazirus. Right? So, so Ruben says, I'm so positive that it's not Shimon, that if it's not Shimon, I undertake an Adonazirus. So I will say, so there's a machokis over here. So obviously, one of us is going to be right, one of us is going to be wrong. So the Shaila is, is the person who's right, does he become a Nazir or not? So this is a, excuse me, it's a fundamental machokis, Rabbi Huda and Rabbana. Rabbi Huda holds, there's no Adonazirus in this situation. Why? Rabbi Huda is of the opinion, 
The only way to become a Nazir is through an explicit articulation. The problem over here with this articulation is what? Is that it's rooted in a tonight. It's rooted in a condition. If it's Ruvain, I'm sorry, if it's Shimon, then I'll be a Nazir. If it's Shimon, then I'll be a Nazir. Rabbi Huth is of the opinion that, any, in, that the only way to become, the only way to affect a Nadir Nazirus is with an explicit articulation. So therefore, Rabbi Huth, what wants to suggest is as follows. <coughs> that Halokha Lamaisa, the same Rabbi Huth holds, that Nazirus could only happen with an explicit articulation, also holds that the cases, the four categories in our Mishnah, are also not proper in the Durham wine, because they also lack the explicit kite, normally necessary in order to go ahead and affect a nether. Take a look at the run for just a moment. I'll say, see the run on the right, on the left-hand side, in the, in the intermediate lines over here, in the intermediate lines, three, six, about eight lines in. Look what he writes. Remember again, we've already seen from the beginning of the Masechta, the connection between Naziris and Nadarim, and effectively whatever is going to be true by Nazir will also be true by Nadar. Vadil Nadarim, the Iskish Naziris. Telochayel imkain yikabel below Tnai. Hilchov, mocher velokeach shataluv nidram bitnai, afapisha avru al Tnaim, lochayeli nidrahi. Sidra will say, if you think about it, in our Mishnah, let's say the Nidrei Zeruzin is kind of the same idea, kind of the same idea. Each, both of the buyer and the seller, Reuben and Shimon, the buyer and the seller, are both undertaking a nether, but the nether is based on a tenai, right? In other words, the buyer says, if I, the seller says, if I sell it to you for less than four dinarim, it's also to me. Buyer says, if I buy it for more than two dinarim. So again, the nether doesn't work. Why doesn't the nether work? The Gemara wants to suggest the nether doesn't work because this is the position of Rabbi Huda. And Rabbi Huda holds that Nedarim, just like Nezirus, only works when there is an explicit articulation. Or in other words, if a Nedar or a Nezirus is in any way anchored in a Tnai, it doesn't take effect. Nebo's like, where do you get the, where does Rabbi Huda get this idea that Allah Chalamaisa, Nezirus and Nedarim only work with an explicit articulation? This is from the Pasuk. Ish Kiyafri. Yafli. So again, Rabbi Huda Darshan's Yafli means ultimately explicit articulation. Good. Rava Amar Rava says not necessarily. say the truth is our Mishnah could reflect the view even according to Rabbanon. I will say now the Rabbanon are the one who argue on Rabbi Huda in the case in Nazir, and they hold that in this case whoever is right will become a Nazir. Right. In other words, whether it was Shimon, wasn't Shimon, either me or Reuven is going to be right. So whoever's right becomes a Nazir. Because the Rabbanon hold that you could have an Azirus that takes effect as a result of the Tanai. But the Rabbanon could still be the author of our Mishnah. Why? Mikatani Shnehen Ratsu. Does it say ultimately again Shnehen Ratsu? They both want. Rather, it says Shnehen Rotsin Katani. Now, I'm say, now, what does this mean? Take a look. Take a look at the Ran again. It's actually quite interesting. Look at the Ran. Rava Amr Afilutim Rabbara Mikatani Shnehen Ratsu. Kilomar, Timas Nisin Dinidre Zerosin, Lav Mishum Haflahi. Makes an interesting observation. So Rabbi says, the truth is, our Mishnah has nothing to do with Tanai. The reason why Nidre Zerizin ultimately, again, are not a Nedo Arabosai is because Chazal understood this is the way people do business. This is the way people do business. In other words, there's no Nedar over here 
Because this, does, this discussion doesn't even enter into the realm of Nidarim at all. It's not an Eder. It's not an Eder. Chazal understood that in the marketplace, right, in the Shuk, in the marketplace, this is how people talk. They make extreme statements that make it sound like they're immovable on the price point. They even attach a nether to it to show their seriousness to it. But again, two minutes later, they agree on a different price and they're best of friends. So because Chazal understood that this is the way that people do business, it's not a nether at all. In fact, again, if you look at the Ran, the Ran says, Oh yeah, Rava Amra Filu Tim Rabbanon Kikatani. I'm sorry, Shnei and Rose Kikatani, Demashma Metchilavatsov. See, I will say, if See, if it would be about reaching an agreement and having like a new mindset, they would have said Shneim Ratzu. The fact that it says Shnehan Rotsin, they both say the Lashon of Rotsin means this is what they were agreeable to the entire time. In other words, when Ruben the seller originally says, I hereby take an edder to answer the item to me if I sell it for less than four dinar. At the time that he's making that edder, what is he thinking in his mind? What is he thinking in his mind? I'm good with three. I'm good with three, right? And when Shimon goes ahead and says, I hereby take an edder if I purchase this for any more than two dinar, what is he thinking in his mind? I'm good with three. I'm good with three. So because that Rabbi say again, what the Gemara is pointing out over here is, there's no nether. You see, the Machlokes Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon by Nazir is a Machlokes in the mechanics of a nether nazirus. Can a nether nazirus occur with a tenai or not? Rabbi Huda says, no. Nazirus can only apply with explicit articulation. The Rabbanon say, yes. So the Gemara wanted to say, oh, who's our Mishnah according to? To which Rabbi says, our Mishnah is according to everyone. Do you know why? Because in our Mishnah, we said the whole chap is, it's not a nether. It's not a nether. Because this, we assume from the beginning that this is just business posturing. No one undertook a nether here at all. Incredible. Amr Rabbi Rabashi. Amr lo tfei So we say now an interesting variation of this case. Amr Rabbi Rabashi. Rabbi Rabashi. He says, Amr lo tfei Vahala Amr betzil mishakel. Nidrahavi. Now, both say, take, take a look, take a look at the run. So the run is five lines up from the bottom. This is actually very interesting. So look at the run. He says, Kilomar, So we'll say, now watch this. What if Ruvain the seller said, I will not sell this to you for less than, for less than a, um, I'm sorry, for less than a sella and a pruta. So we'll say, so let's say he says, I will not sell this to you. I will not sell this to you for less than four dinar and the sella. Okay? And now, and I'm sorry, and the pruta. Four, sorry, four, four dinar and the pruta. Right? And now the purchaser, the purchaser, Shimon, says, I will not buy this from you. I will, I will not purchase it from you for less than a shekel, less a pruta. So we'll say, what's the difference in this case? In this case, they're using much more exact amounts. So we'll say, you know, in the case of the Mishnah, in the case of the Mishnah, so Ruben was saying, I'm not going to sell it to you for less than four dinar. Shimon's saying, I'm not going to sell, I'm not going to buy it for less than two, for, for more than two dinar. Okay. What happens if they get into more specific amounts? I'm not going to sell it to you for less than four dinar plus a, plus a pruta. And Shimon says, I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm not going to purchase it for less than two dinar minus a pruta. Right? So what happens in the, so when they get into that type of specific amounts, could we still say, do we still say, look at the little Gemara. So Gemara says, Nidrahavi. So now do we say that once you get into such specific amounts, maybe that is a nether. Maybe that's a nether. Oh, Zerizin Havi. Or maybe not. Maybe still again, I'm say, still this is business patch. I'm say, Lashon of Zerizin means they're each trying to get each other to move. It's not really a nether. 
Some of the we learn this. Here we go. So we'll say a very interesting case. Listen to this. We'll say, I want Ruben to come over to my house. Right? I want to invite Ruben over to a suda, and I'm chaperoning him to come over to the house. Ruben doesn't want to come to my house. Doesn't want to come to my house. I'm say, not because he doesn't like me, but maybe he just feels that like he feels I don't have enough to give him. He just doesn't want to impose. So what does he say? Ruben makes a nether. What does he say? Your home should be konam to me for my entering to it. So essentially, Ruben makes a nether that I'm not allowed to enter your home and I can't even drink a drop of cold water. So he makes a pretty extreme nether. What's talacha? Ruben's allowed to enter into my house and he's allowed to also drink some cold water, drop of cold water. Why? Because I will say, what did Ruben mean to do when he went ahead and he made that nether? What, what did he mean to do? Now, he made a nether. But what did he mean to make a nether for? Eating and drinking. Right? In other words, Ruben doesn't want to come over to my house for a meal. That's, that's what he doesn't want. So therefore, again, he makes a nether. He makes a nether that... He's not going to step foot into my house and he's not even going to take a, good dra- a drop of cold water. But Gemara understands he doesn't really mean to prohibit his entry into my home, nor does he mean to prohibit something minuscule like a drop of water. What he means to prohibit to himself is the consumption of my food. That's what he means to prohibit. So I will say, therefore, even though he phrased the nether as entry into my home, as drinking a drop of the water, Lamaisi is allowed to enter into the home and he's allowed to drink a drop of water. Why? Again, because Ruben's intention was only to prohibit some eating and drinking. Says the Arab one second. Take a look at the Ran, last lines of the Ran. The Ran says, Alma, Afa gab the noches le diuka, Vishenisrahe carbe mimasha, Haya rose, Havero, Shiochal, Shari Asa Asa Filudrisa, Sarego, Stes, Sonin, Hafilo Hochi, Aminon de Lav, Bidafka, Nodar. So we'll say, I just want to point out, what do you see from here? You see from here that even when a person, well, actually, let's, let's finish up, let's finish up the Gimara. So Elsa Gimara says, Vamai, Vatipa, Sonin, Kamar. He said a drop of cold water, Elo Mishtoi, Inish Hochi. So we'll say, because sometimes what ends up happening is, when a person wants to prohibit something, he uses a more extreme form of lushing. But I will say, see, what's interesting over here is the Gemara, the Gemara understands what Reuben is trying to do is preclude himself from eating my food and drinking, drinking my wine. That's what, he's, that's what he's precluding himself from. But Lamaisi uses a more extreme lushing in order to go to make that point. But the more extreme lushing is viewed as neder hyperbole and not, exacting, not exact neder lushing. Slimar suggests, so too over here, so too in our case, when Ruben says, I'm not going to sell this to you for more than what, for less than, you know, for dinner and a pruta, right? And Shimon says, I'm not going to purchase it for any more than two nidar and less a pruta. They don't, they, they don't mean that. It's still nidre zerizim. Slimar says, hachanami, Slimar says, hacha, hachanami mishtai inshi. If you go back to the Ran for just a moment, the Ran says, Actually, the Ran turns the page. Therefore, what the Gemara wants to suggest is that even when they use more exact amounts, that's no different than when Ruben goes ahead and takes an there and says, I hereby take another, I'm not entering into your home, I'm not drinking a drop of your water. 
we look at that as nedra hyperbole, right? And it does not mean to actually prohibit those items. So haki amarle. How can you go ahead and compare the cases? So what the Gemara is suggesting is like this. We're equating the two cases now, right? Equating the two cases. We want to say, just like in the case where I tell Ruvain, Ruvain, I'm, I'm pressuring Ruvain, come eat by me, come eat by me, come eat by me. Ruvain doesn't want to eat by me. So what does he do? What does he do? He takes a nether. What's the lotion of the nether? The lotion of the nether is, Konam, I am not allowed to enter into your house, not even walk into your house, and I can't even take a drop of cold water from you. How do we interpret that nether? How do we interpret that nether? And both say, now it is a nether, it is a nether, but how do we interpret it? We interpret it only on Achille and Shdiyah. He did not mean, he did not mean to prohibit that, that, that the, the, in, in a hyperbolic way, right? Literally what he said. So to what the Gemara wants to suggest is, when Ruben, so we'll say, let's take a, one more step back. What does everyone agree with? Everyone agrees in the case of where Ruben the seller says, I'm not going to sell it for less than four dinar. And Shimon the buyer says, I'm not selling it, for, I'm not buying it for more than two dinar. Everyone agrees. What do we call that? What do we call that? Nidre Zerizin. What's the status of Nidre Zerizin? Not Nidarm. It's just, it's just posturing. Just posturing. What's our Shiloh? When they both get a bit more specific. Right? When Ruben says, I'm not going to sell it to you for less than four dinar and a pruta. And Shimon says, I'm not purchasing it for less than two shekel minus a pruta. Once we get into those specific amounts, is that Nidre Zerizin? Or maybe, maybe that's a real nether. So you might want to compare the pruta cases, the pruta cases, ultimately with the guy who makes the hyperbolic nether not to enter his friend's home, right? Ruben says, you're not entering into your own manager, your water. So Mar says, the same way that we don't, we don't use that hyperbolic statement as a literal nether, so too over here with the use of the prutas by the purchase amount, right? By the purchase amount, we'll also interpret that as a bit of nether hyperbole and just include that in the drezerism. To which the Gemara says, one second, me dummy, how can you compare the cases? Here we go. Top of Chafal Mubay's first line, 21b. So Gabit Sonon, when it comes ultimately, again, to the cold water, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sadikim Omrim Ma'at Ba'osin Harbe. Here's the problem. Maybe, first we'll take a look at the run. Me dummy, Gabit Sonon, Sadikim Omrim Ma'at Ba'osin Harbe. At Sadik, Sadikim, they say little. And they do much. Now, what does that mean? Look at look at the ran. Second line in the ran. Hilchov mistafi hain the imodele betipas sonin shaloyachi leno harbe or mishum haki amar tipas sonin velav dafka. So we'll say here's the difference. You see, when I'm inviting Ruvain in, so Ruvain knows that how does the Jew do achnasas archim? Right. It starts with a little, and ultimately, again, before I know it, it's going to be a lot. So Ruvain feels that in order not to impose upon me, he has to go ahead. And even make an extreme statement like, I'm not even going to have a drop of water. But he doesn't literally mean that. Instead, what he's just trying to prevent is me giving him anything or him partaking of anything of mine. That's why we understand that what's Ruben's intention? Ruben's intention is to take a nether, not to eat my food, not to eat my food. The reason he frames it in a more extreme way is because the derech of tzaddikim is, you know, give them an inch, they'll take a foot, right? Give the tzaddik an opportunity to do a little bit of achnas asarachim, right? It starts with a glass of water, and before you know it, before you know it, ultimately again, it's a 10-course meal. It's a 10-course meal. As I just tell you, an amazing, amazing mice when I was uh, in the airport yesterday morning, I was getting my luggage, and I was sitting, I was standing next to a guy 
who, uh, who just started talking to me. And he told me about, uh, you know, sometimes you run into people who, who yeah, whatever. So, so he, was, he, he was telling me that, uh, that, he, that he was visiting his, he was there on business, he was visiting his relatives. It was so beautiful. He told me that he went to his relatives on Shabbos nights for dinner, and he walked in a little bit late. And told me, he said, I'm not so religious. He walked in a little bit late, and he said that uh, his relatives were watching the soccer game. Okay? So he, he walks in, he walks in, they shut off the television, everybody puts on a yarmulke, and they said, they, they said, could we go, Svardim, Svardim are very, very different like that. Is it something so different that we Ashkenazim could learn from in terms of just an appreciation of tradition? No matter what you do observe or don't observe, but just an appreciation of tradition. So, so he, said, he said, no, I'm not so hungry. So they said, would you like a glass of tea? So he said, sure, I'll take a glass of tea. So as I said, it was mom just when I said, well, this glass of tea, that you can't have tea by itself. Right? So what happens? There's some cake. But once we're having cake, did you have dinner? No. He said, literally, it was a reverse meal. It was a reverse meal. So literally, again, it started with a glass of tea, dessert, main, appetite, like mamish, it was a whole thing. So that's Sadiqim. So ultimately, again, Sadiqim, they start, they start. With the right, so Ruben understands that if I t- if he takes me up on a glass of water, then before I know it again, it's an entire meal of halacha. The lekka lemimar halakim finishing the run. Dilma dafu kamav lo lazaris. But I will say maybe in the case where Ruben is saying, listen, I'm not going to sell for less than I'm not going to sell for less than for dinar and a pruta. And Shimon is saying, I'm not going to go ahead and purchase for any more than two dinar and less a pruta. Maybe they're being exact. So the Gemara says, halacha sveikahava. Here, we really don't know. When they get into this level of specificity regarding prices, how do we view this? Do we view this as an actual nadar? Or is it still called Nidrei Zerizim? To which the Gemara says, Tibay. Remember again, what does Tibay mean? Teiku. Teiku. So we'll say it's quite interesting. So here's what we have. We have in a case where we're using, I guess we'll call it round numbers. So Ruben says, I take a nedra, I will not sell for less than four dinar. Shimon says, I take a nedra, I'm not going to buy for more than two dinar. Everyone agrees that that is a case of nidre zerism. The Shaila is when we get into a situation where they're being much more specific. Ruben, I'm not selling for less than four dinar and a pruta. Shimon, I'm not, sell, I'm not buying for more than two dinar less a pruta. So what is that? Is that nidre zerism still or is that actual? Or is it actual nedar? Takeo. Incredible. But I'll just point out something amazing. It's very interesting that the Gemara uses the Lashon over here. The Gemara uses the Lashon over here of Tzadikim Omrin Ma'at Va'osin Harbei. Right? Tzadikim, right? They, they go ahead and they say little. They say little, but they do a lot. So I just want to point out what's happening over here. Just to frame this. So, right, I'm inviting Ruben over to my meal. I'm inviting Ruben over to my meal. Ruben doesn't want to eat by me. Now, both say. See, when we hear that, we kind of automatically assume, why doesn't Ruben want to eat by me? Why not? Because he doesn't like me. So no, I don't know, let's be down the cops close. Ruben likes you, I like a little guy. Right? So instead, we'll say, Ruben maybe doesn't want to oppose. He doesn't want to oppose. Or maybe he feels that, maybe he feels that, 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 I don't know if I'm say, you know, it's, I'll tell you, like, also, when I was dabbing by, by the coastal on Shabbos night, I saw such an amazing, I saw this chassid, I saw this chassid, and again, the guy was dressed like, Clothing looked so tattered, like like a strimal that was all in, in disarray, and a back of shit. And he's going over to the American Bachrin, who, who are and he's inviting them over for Shabbos meals, for Shabbos meals. And what I wanted to tell the guys was, please don't accept, you know, Bachrin accept anything, right? Anything, like if it doesn't move, right? They'll go, like it doesn't. 
And I wanted to say to the class, like, don't, don't just say you have other plans. Say you have other plans, because like, I'm telling you, like, this is one of these stories where these guys' kids are not going to eat because they're going to perform the mitzvah of Hachnasas Archim. It was just so crazy. You literally, it's like, you saw the most beautiful, beautiful thing. And anyway, so we'll say, so I just want to point out what's happening over here. So Ruben's saying no to me. Ruben's saying no, but I'm not taking no for an answer. So what does he do? He makes a nether. He makes a nether. That will say, so the Gemara says, so why does, he, why does he frame the nether in such an extreme way? Konam, konam, that I'm not going to go ahead and go into your home. I'm not going to drink a drop of your water. Why does he frame it in such an extreme way? Ultimately, again, because there's a concern, Sadikim omrim ma'at va'osin harbe. That ultimately, again, if he, if, if, if he takes a sip of my water, if, right, if he knows that I'm allowed to give him water, I'm going to keep giving him more. That will say, why does the Gemara frame this as Sadikim Omrim Sadikim? That's true. Maybe by Sadikim. Who is this talking about? Who's the case about over here? The case is not about Sadikim. Who's the case about? About me and Ruvain. I will say, what do you see from here? See, here's something amazing. That when a Jew does a mitzvah, he is a Sadik. See, I will say, the Balatanya writes this idea. The Balatanya says that we think the definition of Sadik and Russia is like a composite term. In other words, who's a tzaddik? Well, if you look at my life in any given moment, if I have more mitzvahs than averos, I'm a tzaddik. More averos, more averos than mitzvahs, I'm a rasha. It's kind of like a sum, a sum. The Baal says that's not the case. Tzaddik and rasha is also based on a snapshot. When I'm doing a mitzvah, when I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm a tzaddik. In that moment, I'm a tzaddik. When I do an averah, in that moment, I am a Russia, which I both say such an incredible way to look at our eyes, because sometimes you think about it. We say, oh, I wish I could be a tzaddik, but I'm not going to be a tzaddik. I'll settle for being a good guy. I'll settle for being a good guy. Both say, it's not true. Every single time a yid does a mitzvah, by definition, I am a tzaddik. That's what it means when it says over here, tzaddikim, I'm inviting a Jew for achnasas archim. I'm inviting a Jew in that moment. In that moment. I'm a tzaddik. B'shas ma'isav a mitzvah. Say, what a way to look at ourselves. I daven. I'm a tzaddik. I put on tefillin. I'm a tzaddik. I give tzedakah. I'm a tzaddik. Okay, I speak Russian. Hara. I'm a rasha. Right, but again, but 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 l'ma'isav. I would say, but it's incredible. It's not a composite term, right? It's not way my entire life. It's in the moment. In the moment, depending on how I behave in that moment, creates that moment of self-definition. That's why again the Gemara could say. Any Jew who's doing hachnasas archim is tzaddikim omrim ma'at va'osim harbe. A tzaddik, who's to omrim ma'at tzaddikim? Yeah, because anyone who's doing one tzaddik hachnasas archim in that moment is considered to be a tzaddik. So incredible. The Gemara goes back to Rabbi Yudam Rav. Rav Asi. Arbon nidram halolu tzrichin she'il l'chacham. So both say it's very interesting. Now the Gemara says, these nidarim require she'ilah. Now both say, we're going to get into this a little bit. She'ilah means you have to go through a process of revocation. Now, both say we're going to get into, there are different processes, right? We've alluded to this during many times over the, I mean, we're only 21 blood in, but now we're going to begin to get into some of these processes. So here's the problem. So that doesn't make sense. I will say, the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says, which means what? Which means what? These four categories of Nidarim are permitted by Chazal. Now, both say, we understand, what does it mean permitted by Chazal? What does that mean? They're, they're, they're void. In other words, they're not a nether. So they do not require any type of mechanism for annulment or revocation. So now, why are you saying 
that these Nidaram need a She'ila, need to go through a Chacham. So Rav Yosef Masnil HaShemayit Abahay Lishna. Rav Yosef had a different, had a different version of this. I'm Rav Yudom Rav Asi. Ein Chacham Roshay Lahatir Ela Ke'ein Arba'an Nidaram Halalu. Wow. Here we go, Rav So this is going to open the door to a tremendous Sogya. So Rav Yosef said like this, that Rav Yudom Sein Rav Asi, I will say, when a Chacham wants to be matir a nether, right? When a Chacham wants to, we're going to use Lashon of permit a nether. What, when can a Chacham permit a nether? Only if the nether is like one of these four nidarim. Now, I will say, now what does that mean? What does it mean if the nether is like one of these four nidarim? So I will say, let me tell you this outside for just a moment. There are two ways, there are two ways, well, there's more than two ways, but for our purposes right now, let's look at two ways that a nether could be permitted. Number one, I will say, is through charata. What's charata? Charata means I regret having made the nether. Okay? But we're going we're to see why that works, how that works, but there's a concept like that. I regret having made a nether. And then I will say, there's what's called a pesach. A pesach means you find an opening. Now, finding an opening can manifest itself in a couple of different ways, but the simplest example of it would be as follows. Imagine the following situation I made a nether, I made a nether not to drink wine. Right? I mean, I had not to drink wine. Right? And then what happens? And then what happens? I go to the Chacham and I say, you know what? I would like, to, I would like, you, to, I would like you to go ahead and annul this nether. So the Chacham says, the Chacham says, tell me, tell me, is there some type, is there some type of opening? I say, you know what? Yeah. Had I realized at the time that I made the nether that I would not be able to make Kiddush on wine, I would have never made the nether. So a Pesach means we create an opening. An opening usually comes about when I recognize that there's a piece of information that had I been cognizant of it at the time I made the nether, I would have never made the nether. So I will say, so two different things. Charata just means it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I haven't had a glass of wine in 26 hours and life is already getting a bit unbearable, right? So, so Lameisa, that's called charata. I just, I regret having made the nether. Right? I regret it. So Pesach means there's something more profound, there's something more systemically wrong with the nether. In other words, had I, had I been cognizant of a certain piece of information, I would have never made that nether to begin with. So Moses says, now listen to this. So this is incredible. So Rabbi Buddha says in the name of Ravasi, that a Chacham, that was, when we look at the Nadarim of our Mishnah, we look at the Nadarim of our Mishnah, I will say, why? So these Nadarim essentially, they have like a quote unquote Pesach. Now, it's not a real Pesach because these Nadarim are void from the beginning. But Lamaisa, in these Nadarim, essentially, we know that there's something intrinsically wrong with the Nadar from the beginning. So Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Ravasi that whenever a Chacham wants to be Matir Nadar, he has to be Matir Nadar like the Nadarim in our Mishnah. Namely, Charata is not a valid mechanism to annul a Nadar. Just because the Bauer regrets having made the nether, that's not enough. There has to be a Pesach. I will say, take a look at the Ran. Here we go. The Ran says, On the right-hand side, about five lines into the short lines, the Ran writes, See, I will say, what does a Pesach do? A Pesach says, had I been cognizant of certain information at the time I made the vow, then what? Then what? I would have never made it, which means that the nether itself is fundamentally mistaken. And I will say, in that respect, then a nether that was made without complete information is like one of the nedarim of our Mishnah. Because we will say, what's the common denominator about the four categories? We won't do the first category. What's the common denominator amongst the four categories? 
They're not Nidarim. So, so too, when the Chacham finds a Pesach, when the Chacham finds an opening in the Neder, it turns out that the Neder was taken under mistaken pretenses, mistaken conditions, and therefore the Neder could be voided. But ultimately, again, by Charata, we'll say, what happens with Charata? What's Charata? Right, the devourer shows up in front of Beis, in front of Chacham, what does he say? What does he say? I regret it. Shkoyach, you regret it. I regret a lot of stuff in life. Right, that does not mean that I have the ability to go out and take it back. Right, so Charata, we're going to see Charata is the lowest form, the lowest bar for potential revocation. So the idea of the Gemara is pointing out over here is Charata is not a valid form of revocation or annulment. Rather, there has to be a Pesach. Finish up the other Pesach and Charata. We'll say, here we go. Now you see why Pesach, finding an opening, is stronger than remorse, than Charata. The Fisha Kolmeh, the Shimita Pesach, Hare Hanoder Omer Shafilu Betchila Kishanadar, Ilu Hayanosin Aliba Osa Pesach, Lo Hayanoder. The Nimsa Nidro Betash, you say, when you annul an edder with a Pesach, what does a Pesach do? The Pesach says, Had I been cognizant of the information that I know now, then, right? Had I been cognizant of that information at the time I made the vow, then what? Then what? Had I known that I can't make Kiddush on wine Friday night, I would have never made the nether. Oh, so that's powerful. That's powerful. What that says now is that the entire, in other words, essentially, I've, I've, I've eroded the entire authenticity of the nether itself. finishing But I will say, if all you come to the basin with is with remorse, See, when I say I regret it, what does that mean? What does that mean, I regret it? I regret it when? When? I regret it now. Now the truth is, I was fully cognizant of what I was doing at the time I made the nether, but I just regret having done it. Okay, got it. Got it, you regret having done it. I will say the problem is, charata does not erode the fundamental authenticity of the nether. Pesach, erodes the fundamental knowledge and this is the effectiveness of the nether. It turns out that the nether really was taken under a certain mistaken understanding. And therefore, that creates an opportunity for revocation or annulment. Incredible. So let's go back to the Gemara. Ha'hu, this is some stories. Ha'hu, everyone wants stories. Ha'hu, the asla kamei drafuna. The guy who came before Rafuna. Amr'alei, libcha lecha. He says, tell me, tell me, was your heart settled with you when you took the nether, and I will say, if you take a look at the Ran, the Ran says, Kilomar, were, were you okay? In other words, were you, were you in a good state of mind when you made the nether? Amr lay low. And he said, no. He said, no. He said, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I was not of sound mind when I made the nether. If that's the case, Amr lay, Amr lay low, And therefore, again, Abosai, ultimately, again, Rapuna permitted the nether. And Abosai, this is actually a case of Charata. This is a case of Charata, according to the Ram. Right, what's happening over here is Rafuna is saying, Charata does work. Charata does work. If you look at Ram, Now, the Ram points out that maybe this is a different kind of Charata. Maybe Rabbi said there's two kinds of Charata. It's actually interesting. There's present remorse, and his retrospective remorse. In other words, present remorse says, right now I regret it. So retrospective remorse says, the truth is, even at the time I made the nether, I wasn't of sound mind. So I really regret ever having made it because I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Again, so just, so just think about it. So, so, so far what we have, we'll say is Pesach, right? And now the Gemara is a contrary, we wouldn't name Rabbi Yosef. Pesach, excuse me, Charat, 
sorry, Pesach works, Charata doesn't work. Because annulling a nether with a Pesach is similar to the Nedarim in our Mishnah. I, must say, I know that sounds strange, because the Nedarim in our Mishnah don't work. The reason why the Nedarim in our Mishnah don't work is why? Why? Because I understand from the beginning they weren't Nedarim. A Pesach is kind of like that as well. A Pesach says, there's a piece of information that you have now, that had you had that piece of information at the time you made the nether, then what? Then what? You would have never made the nether. Everyone agrees that Pesach works. Rav Yehud, the name of Rav Yosef says, Charata doesn't work. Now Rav Yosef comes on Rav Huna, and Rav Huna says, maybe, maybe Allah says different kinds of Charata. There's retrospective Charata, there's present Charata. We'll see that Allah says all this. This guy came before Rav Huna. So listen to this. So the guy made a nether. The guy made a nether. Right? He wanted to have the nether revoked. What happened? Amrlay. If there were 10 people to calm you down at the time you made the nether, would you still have made the nether? Amr lay low. He said, no, I would have never made the nether. And therefore, again, based on this, the hitiru. And will say, what's the hetero over here? Take a look at the first white line in the run. He says, So again, the run has two different versions of reading this. This, once again, could either be a case of charata or ultimately, again, a case of Pesach. I will say, let's go with the idea, the reading, that this is a case of charata as well. So, Tanya, Rabbi Huda Omer, Omrim lo adam leiv ze'alecha. So, im amar lav, matirin also. So, ultimately, again, same idea, I will say. So, I want to point out over here, what the Gemara is doing is, after the Gemara got finished saying that halacha lemaisa, you can only annul a neder with a Pesach, not charata. So the Gemara gives other examples of, of opinions who say that charata works as well. In the world of charata, we now see two different forms of charata. This present charata. What's present charata? Guy shows up in Basin and says, I regret ever having made the nether. Okay? Second form of charata we'll call retrospective charata. I wasn't in the right frame of mind when I made the nether. So again, all these different cases swirling around. So the Gemara tells this story over here. Tanya Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, Omer lo, we say to the guy, Omer lo, the Adam, leiv ze'alecha, were you of sound mind? I will say again, leiv ze'alecha is also the same type, the same type of Lashem. Im Omer lav, if he says, no, I was not of sound mind, I am not of sound mind, then halacha lamaisa, matirin also, we ultimately again are matir the neder. So I will say, so again, what it sounds like halacha lamaisa again is, is this retrospective charata? Is this present charata? We'll stop over here for today. But I'm here to say, we'll continue this. So what we've just now entered into are the mechanics of revocation. We know that Pesach works according to everyone. And Pesach seems to take its cue from our Mishnah. The Shailas does charata work. And if charata does work, what type of charata is effective? Shkoyach.